You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Freestyle. Yo, good evening. Welcome to the Fantasy Freestyle brought to you by the folks at the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. And, of course, you can hear us on Sports Byline and American Forces Radio Monday through Friday, 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern. Usually your host is Dane Martinez. But tonight, you got Benny Ricciotti, Tony Cicada working a little overtime as Dane Martinez is out grilling and chilling. Is that what he's doing? He's grilling and chilling? That's what I hear. That's what I hear. Ah. Which is definitely uh, different than Netflix and chilling. Yes, that would be a a very big difference. Uh, You know, you definitely don't want to Netflix and chill anywhere near an open flame. Bad things can happen if that, uh, you know, if you're not paying attention where you happen to leave your shirt after you take it off or something. You know what's funny? Uh, I didn't hear, I don't know if it's funny, but that might have been the wrong word. I didn't hear any catastrophes from any of my. uh, my friends about any uh, 4th of July mishaps, which is always a good thing. Ooh, I've been waiting to use this verb for a while. Nobody JPP'd themselves? No, but I'm going to tell you what, what uh, has frequently happened to Tony Sincotter in these situations. Like, have you ever used a gas grill and it doesn't start, and then all of a sudden you decide to look in there and you put your face in there? Yeah. And then it starts? Yes. And then your eyebrows get singed? Like, why do we put our face in there? We do it all the time. Yeah. And, um, yes. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. And I've done it quite a few times before where you're like, what the heck? I know this lighter's lighting. And you look in to see if the lighter's lighting. And then all of a sudden you get like a, you know, some kind of the gas ignites and you get this huge, huge spark up there. Yeah. Definitely has happened to me as well. And tonight, of course, we've got the movie, sports movie actions going, and we've got another vote where you can go to FNTSY Radio, and you can vote on tonight's action thrillers. Brian's Song, which is an old movie, one of the greatest, actually, fantasy, uh, fantasy, uh, greatest favorite sports movies of mine of all time, and Necessary Roughness, uh, which I think a lot of people like, and I think it's going to be the winner here. Uh, because I think the knowledge of people is not going to be enough to know that Brian's song should be the winner. I'll get Benny's take when we come back. We'll break that down, and we've got some people to kill, and we've got some people to chill. So stay tuned for more for the Fantasy Freestyle brought to you by the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Many fantasy football players are focusing on their upcoming drafts later this summer. But the smart fantasy owner knows there's another big draft before the one where you pick the players. The first step in building a winner for the 2017 season is to draft the best team of experts for your preseason prep. So make the right selection and pick the squad at rotoexperts.com by purchasing the exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package. The Roto Experts roster features FSWA inaugural Hall of Famer and former Fantasy Football Writer of the Year Scott Engel, nationally acclaimed top ranker Jake Seeley, 2015 and 16 FSWA award winners Bobby McMahon and Brandon Murchison, and many more analysis with impressive stats. They bring you a draft package 
bursting with all pro analysis and in-season coverage that'll guide you to title glory. So pick the team to help you build the right team. Make your first important selection of the 2017 season now and get the exclusive edge fantasy football package from rotoexperts.com. Be sure to enter promo code free radio at checkout for your discount. Welcome back to the Line of Luck Show, brought to you by the folks of the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. But it's not. We pulled a trick. It's Fantasy Freestyle. It's just the guys from the Line of Luck Show. How about that? You probably said, oh, man, I thought it was after 7. What the heck are these guys doing on? Am I in back in time? Did I hit rewind on the radio? What am I doing wrong? No, we're here again. And, of course, we love the Fantasy Freestyle, and we make sure that we uh, we bring it. We bring it with... Uh, passion and energy that Dane Martinez has got there. Uh, but tonight, we got a movie situation where you have to vote, and the winner moves on, and it's Brian's song versus Necessary Roughness. Now, the early indications are, people believe me, they're on Brian's song. Now, is uh, okay. this one of the uh, movies that you've voted on? Have you seen both these uh, movies? Yes, I have, and and I kind of agree with you. I mean, Brian's song, in my opinion, is the better movie. I don't even think it's close. The problem that I have, though, Tony, and we talked about this the other day, is you know, sometimes our audience may not have seen some of these movies, some of these older movies like, uh, you know, Brian's song is. You know that everybody had, you know, we talked about it with uh, Raging Bull the other night. You know, it's an older movie from the 80s. Some of these guys listening to us may not even have been born. I mean, heck, I was only born in 1980. So, you know, anybody who's younger than me probably has never seen that movie. Uh, so, you know, whenever you have an older movie going up against a newer movie, depending on the audience, it could kind of skew things. I mean, these questions are culturally biased, as we said. Yes, and uh, today is National Bikini Day. Today, uh, on this day in 1946, the bikini was first introduced to the uh, world. So I think that was a good day. Yeah, and the productivity of men of our race, of our, you know, species, the the male race has uh, gone down ever since that day. So it's got its upsides and its downsides with the bikini. Yes. Now, one of the things I, I wanted to talk about tonight was this whole all-star game, which I thought, give the people, the, they did a great job, and I think they hit everything. As far as there. And then we had the home run hitting contest where, I don't know, Bryce Hopper just had the most bizarre thing ever where he will not participate in the all uh, home run hitting contest, but he will in Washington, D.C. next year. And uh, that's a whole different story. But the most fascinating to me is that Logan Morrison comes out and states his case that Gary Sanchez does not belong in the home run hitting contest. Everybody knows it. And he says, in fact, uh, that he's a Yankee and he's in it because of that. And he remembers a month and a half ago when he had 14 home runs. If you're Logan Morrison, you should shut your mouth because you've been a disappointment your whole damn career. And you haven't lived up, and you have one good season, and now you're talking like you're a Major League Baseball all-star who's going to be inducted into Cooperstown? You're not. You're just a nobody that had a good couple months, and you've never lived up to any expectation in your life, and you should shut up. I hope somebody punches you in the face in the dugout in the American League, and then I might tune into the game. This is a guy that goes on Twitter, talks a lot, 
And uh, obviously, I guess he talks more than on Twitter now, and he can't shut his mouth, and his bat never equals his play on the field. Now, not only that, Tony, but even to you know to kind of take it a step further, you said he had one good season. As far as I see, he's had one good half season. And it's really just in the home run department. Yeah. It's not, it's not even like he's, you know, putting up dominant numbers anywhere else. So, yeah, I kind of agree with you. And, again, I mean, I'm a little biased. And we did talk about this on On Target for, you know, anybody who was tuned in and listening on, uh, on the FNTSY radio app to that as well. You know, I, I feel the same way that you feel. It's like, you know, we talked about, like, the NBA dunk contest, you know. And when you have guys like a LeBron James or, or back in the 80s, I was talking about it, like in the late 80s and the early 90s, you know, like when it was at the heyday, when the NBA was in its heyday, you had the guys that everybody wanted to see. I wanted to see Michael Jordan dunk. I wanted to see Dominique Wilkins. Heck, I even wanted to see a guy like Spud Webb, you know, five foot seven, go up there and do his thing. I was looking forward to it. There's not a single person outside of Logan Morrison that wants to see Logan Morrison in the home run derby. So if this is supposed to be the showcase <laughs> to kind of get like everybody involved and everybody like, you know, amped up and excited to go and tune in to watch these guys go out there and, and you know, take their glorified BP and see how many they can park in the bleachers. Logan Morrison on the list of guys I want to see. I mean, I can name 150 players that I would rather have a piece of than Logan Morrison. Uh, this is hard to argue with, right? I mean, this is very, very hard to argue with that this is a guy, a game for the fans, and no fans want to see you. And Logan, you even pointed out, you are so much of a nondescript player that they put the wrong graphic of you. They used Corey Dickerson. <laughs> and you want to blame everybody else that. You know who to blame? Logan, you! You, your play is so poor. We don't even know who you are, Logan Morrison. You're a joke. Yeah, well, you know what? You had seven, like you said, this guy's been a disappointment for seven or eight years. I mean, he's been around for a couple years. He played on the Marlins. Every year it was like, oh, this guy's got power. This is the year he's going to turn it on. He's going to turn it around. He basically got chased out of town. And not only did he get chased out of town because he wasn't playing well, he also got chased out of his town, as you alluded to before, for kind of running his mouth on Twitter. So what does he decide to do to get himself into the home run derby or to talk about how he should be there? He goes and runs his mouth on Twitter when he's going back to the same place that they just kicked him out for running his mouth on Twitter. So I guess the guy didn't learn his lesson right here. And, you know, like I said, I mean, you know, Gary Sanchez is a young guy. He's an up-and-coming star in this league. And you know what? The second half that he had last year hitting home runs, Logan Morrison didn't even have as good a first half this year as Sanchez had last year. And you know what? That's the thing. Is like The All-Star game was in the middle of last season. Since Gary Sanchez has come up, he's been a better home run hitter, a more electric player, and honestly, somebody who I would rather see. And I'm not just saying that as a Yankee fan. You could probably even ask Tampa Bay Rays fans who they'd want to see, and they'd probably even tell you they want to see Gary Sanchez more than Logan Morrison. Yeah, I'll tell you what, Logan, if we have a tweeting All-Star game, you might be in it. And here's an example of uh, one of Logan's tweets. Hey, Nordstrom, nothing makes me want to spend dollars like seeing women breastfeeding in your store. Um, so there's one of his best there. I guess he doesn't like breastfeeding in malls. Everybody that goes to the mall goes for breastfeeding. Yeah, I, I mean, don't even get me started. This guy is, and this is part of the problem. This is why, you know, he's been chased out of locker rooms before because he's he's just kind of a jerk. So, you know what? Logan Morrison, as far as I'm concerned, 
put the Twitter down and uh, you know go out there and have at least one full good season before you open your mouth and talk about how you should be one of the guys that Major League Baseball puts on stage on you know the biggest stage with everybody watching the home run derby. You, you haven't earned that right yet. I don't even know if I'd want him on the home run derby of the Tampa Bay Rays. Forget about the whole American League. Well, that's true, right? Because you have Corey Dickinson, you have Evan Longoria, you got Steven Sousa Jr. Uh, so, yeah, he might be down there. Yeah. He, he might not even make that one. So, I don't know. I, it's just, yeah. You know what? Here, here's the thing, Tony. I, I was always taught uh, he's that. He's a bad guy. He's a bad guy. Yeah, and I, and I was I always. i to read this tweet. I was yeah, going to say, I was bad. always. I was always taught that you go out there and you earn it on the field with your play. If you do, if you belong there, there would be no doubt that you belong there. Like I don't think anybody has a doubt that Giancarlo Stanton and Aaron Judge and you know um, who else do we have in there that's going? I'm Miguel Sano. Like those guys are no doubters that are in there. If you want to make sure that you're in there, then go be a no doubt kind of guy. Keep up the pace that you're on for an entire season. Start the next season out the same pace you're on right here, and guess what? You'll be in it next year, going up against you know Bryce Harper, who said he'll compete in it next year. Here's another Logan Morrison tweet. Oh, here we Dear go. Philly girl, I just saw you in the lobby. There's a fine line between ten. P.S. It's April. It looking like you rolled around in Doritos. That poor girl in the lobby was just walking through the lobby, and he's comparing her to Doritos. Yeah, well, you know, he seems like a very classy kind of guy, so I definitely think we should drop uh, you know, Sanchez from the Home Run Derby now so that he can have his chance. Yes, uh, I, I think that he is not going to be there. So um, here's another one. If I were to be Native American, would I not get taxed? If this is true, I'm so jealous. I don't think he needs to read his history there. We'll figure that one out. So stay tuned for more. You're listening to Fantasy Freestyle. We're in for Dane Martinez. Be back after this. It's the summer, but you can already feel the howl of the winter wind. You don't want to go to the beach. You want to break out that heavy coat and head for the stadium parking lot because nothing makes you feel warmer than football season. But you don't have to wait for the calendar to flip a few times at rotoexperts.com where fantasy football season has already started. The award-winning team at Roto Experts has you ready for the new campaign with the return of the exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package for 2017. Packed with tons of in-depth insights from the industry's top experts, we get you fully prepared for a championship campaign with a deluxe draft package that includes projections, strategy articles, sleepers, busts, a cheat sheet generator, and so much more. And you're guaranteed additional access throughout the regular season. So put your gloves on now, even while it's hot outside, and get into mid-season form. Go to rotoexperts.com and register for the 2017 Exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package. Enter code free radio at checkout for a very special discount. Good evening. Welcome to Fantasy Freestyle. No Dane Martinez tonight. Ben Charlie told us to take up to 8 p.m. Eastern, and I feel bad. Feel bad for you and myself. Uh oh. The bad Garrett Cole is here tonight. Oh no. He uh, allowed two runs in the first inning. He's not out of it yet. And a uh, home run by Mikel Franco. 
uh, there, and we're still in the first inning, and he's uh, negative uh, somewhere around five to start off the game uh, in this one. But uh, Trevor Bauer had a great first inning at two strikeouts and a one, two, three inning in that one. So that's where we are in today's action, and uh, Garrett Cole ends with a strikeout there. Uh, so he finishes with minus 1.55, so there's plenty of time to come back from that one. Interesting, Cole's only owned by 20% in the tournament, and Trevor Bauer, 65% ownership tonight. Yeah, I, I was just going to say to you, I was looking through a couple tournaments. Um, I have two teams, so my Cole team, I'm obviously not looking forward to seeing how that ends up. My other team is a Alex Wood and Trevor Bauer one. I was shocked, Tony. I mean, I don't think, and I'm not talking cash games either. I'm talking tournaments. I don't think there was a tournament I was in where Bauer was less than 50% owned. I was I was like floored. I was like 50, Jesus. Like I thought I was kind of being contrarian or at least like, you know, not taking a guy that everybody else was taking by going with Bauer. 51% is the lowest ownership I saw on him. That's nuts. No, so that's where we are in Major League Baseball tonight. Uh, in the early games, and that Mets game uh, is in a rain delay that we had talked about earlier uh, tonight on the Lineup Blog Show, brought to you by DailyRoto.com. Now, we talked a little bit about the NBA last night. I thought one of the most interesting signings happened, but it looks like the offer will be matched. And I don't understand how people can do this for backup players. The Washington Wizards will match the four-year $104 million max offer sheet that have Otto Porter agreed to with the Nets. Jeez. This is amazing to me. Like when we're talking about a guy that's like the third or fourth option on a team, how do you give him $104 million? Well, I mean, just look at see here's the thing too, and and the numbers are getting a little silly. But before anybody gets too crazy, one of the reasons the numbers are getting a little silly is because the NBA kicked up the you know the salary cap last year and they kicked it up again this year. And one of the things that they included in the last collective bargaining agreement, which was actually a pretty shrewd move by the players, is a minimum salary cap where you have to spend a minimum amount of money. That's why we saw a guy like J.J. Redick get a one-year $24 million deal or whatever crazy number he signed because the Philadelphia 76ers have a lot of those young players that don't cost a lot of money. So, you know, that was one of those situations. But I agree with you. The numbers are getting a little ridiculous right now. Like Otto Porter is a $26 million a year player. I mean, if you're a, a baseball player or a football player right now, you got to be looking around and going, where's our money? Because, you know, these guys are making a ridiculous amount of money. And honestly, isn't the NBA the sport, Tony, that everyone always complains? Nobody cares about the regular season? Apparently, there's enough people that care that they're making money. Otherwise, you know, they wouldn't be turning around and offering, like you said, third and fourth options, you know, $100 million. That's just crazy. It is crazy, crazy, crazy. And I'll tell you, it's a lot of things going on right now. Now, the Atlanta Hawks are supposedly interested in signing restricted free agent Nerlens Noel of the Philadelphia 76ers. He looks like a guy uh, that they have such a large front court that they would want to move one of these guys. I don't know if letting them go in free agency is the way to go about it. Now here's well here's the deal with um the Atlanta Hawks actually need big guys like badly like this is a team that they just lost Millsap they traded away uh Dwight Howard you know they they desperately need some big some size to get down there and to add to their team so I think it would be a great move for them 
Well, Nerlens is Nerlens is Dallas. No, didn't they trade him at the at the trade deadline? So he's not on Philly right now. He's Dallas. So yeah, Dallas. Sorry, you know. yep, but Dallas, Dallas again. Yep, Dallas. Dallas is another team that that is kind of weak up front with their big men. So I, I'm surprised that they're just letting him walk right now. So Nerlens is a guy I think could play, Tony. I mean, we talked about him a lot during DFS. When he got minutes, he put up numbers. He rebounds. He blocks shots. He can. He he's not a guy who has a lot of post moves and stuff, but he scores a lot on you know. Running the floor and finishing and cleaning up messes when people miss. He's a very good pick and roll player because he's a big high target. He's athletic. He can go up and get those lobs. I don't understand why teams just are, are kind of you know dismissing Nerlens Noel. Like I feel like this guy could definitely catch on and help out a team that's a contender and like you know really help them make some noise. I, I really think that Philly would have been better off keeping him and trading Okafor if they were able to do it. I think the biggest problem, though, is they couldn't get anybody to take Okafor. Nobody wanted a guy who doesn't play defense and doesn't rebound that plays a big guy position. Uh, that's certainly true. And I think we saw so many times when he's back in Philly, right, and he was the only guy that was healthy that night. He put up some big number for fantasy owners. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying is the guy, you know, he's a he's a very good rebounder. He's long and athletic. He's a very good defender. Offensively, I mean, he's not he doesn't have a very polished offensive game. He's not going to be the guy going and stepping out and hitting three-pointers for you. He's not going to get the ball on the perimeter and, you know, kind of take it to the hole. He gets his points by using his athleticism. He runs the floor well and finishes in transition. You know, he gets a lot of put-back dunks, and he, and he gets a lot of pick-and-roll moves. He's a very, very good pick-and-roll player. Um, you know, he knows how to crash to the basket. He knows how to go up there and get those lobs, and he knows how to finish them. Like I said, there are a lot of teams in the league that I think could use a guy like this, so it's surprising to me that, you know, Dallas isn't more interested in, in kind of bringing him back. I mean, why did you even trade for him in the first place if – you know, you were just renting them out for a little while. I guess they were using it as a salary dump to get rid of some guys or something. Now, the Boston Celtics are rumored to be shopping uh, um, in this one. Marcus Smart, Jay Crowder, and Avery Bradley, uh, based on everything that's happened with the Boston Celtics there. And one of the names that's being talked about, actually, is Marcus Saul, the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, the Grizzlies, of course... Uh, jettisoned a couple of players, and maybe they're trying to go young. I don't know how you replace a Marcus All in that offense. Uh, they've lost Zach uh, Randolph, uh, Tony Allen. I don't know why they would let him go, but he would be an amazing fit for the Boston Celtics. Al Horford would play a power forward role. They have Gordon Haywood there. I think the one guy you'd hate to see them lose is Avery Bradley because he's a difference maker. Uh, but that would be a move that would be unbelievable if Gasol ended up in a Celtics uniform. Well, here's the thing. Uh, this is the last, if I'm not mistaken, I think this is the last year of the contract for, for Marcus Smart and for Avery Bradley. So I think the Celtics are kind of expecting that they're going to lose one or both of these guys at the end of the year. And remember, they just went and took a guy who's more of a wing player in Tatum as well, and they just brought in a guy like Gordon Hayward who basically can play any of the three guard positions. I mean, you could even have him as a point guard, as, as Utah did for a time when you know all their point guards were kind of bang up. He can be like a point forward, like a... You know, kind of like a Scottie Pippen back in the day or so, although, although a different skill set. Um, I think that the Celtics are also, and if I'm not mistaken, they're also in a little bit of a, a salary cap bind. They had to kind of get rid of a couple guys that were, you know, role players. I think they had to rescind their offer to Kelly Olynyk in order to fit in the offer to Gordon Hayward. 
So I think the other reason why they're shopping these three guys and trying to trade one of these three guys is because if they don't, they're not going to have any money to go out there and sign anybody. I think all they have left is like a, a low-level veteran exception, and I think they have their mid-level exception left as well. Um, for those of you out there, those are just kind of collective bargaining agreement terms. What it basically means is they got a chance to sign like one guy for $8 million a year and one guy for $2 million a year. And we've already been talking about how ridiculous the numbers are that other teams are able to offer and have been offering some of these other players. So it's going to be tough for you to get somebody to accept eight when, you know, J.J. Reddick's getting 25 this year. And I'll tell you, uh, the guy that could get traded for a superstar uh, is uh, Jay Crowder if they could make the money match up because Jay Crowder is underpaid by the Boston Celtics. And he's a guy that a lot of teams would be interested in uh, based on his play and his contract situation there. And so I think that's where you're looking at uh, a guy that's going to be dealt. And it's not because the Boston Celtics necessarily don't believe in him, but you talked about the $25 million contract that J.J. Reddick gets. Jay Crowder is paid $6 million this season, 2019 $7,300,000, million, and then 2020 it's $7,800,000. So those are great, great terms for anyone against Jay Crowder. Yeah, I think the biggest problem, though, is in order for them to bring back a superstar, they're going to have to get money um, in another way. And in order for them to get money, what they're going to need to do is they're going to have to trade Avery Bradley. Because I think Avery Bradley is the guy with the biggest contract that they have left. So you have to basically package Bradley and Crowder together in order to you know have that salary matchup to bring back a superstar. That's the problem. Like if you're trying to trade for a guy like Gasol who probably makes around twenty mil a year, you're probably gonna have to give up both Avery and Crowder and you may even have to throw something else in to make the money to make the money work. Yeah, because Avery Bradley is at eight point eight million this year. Next year they expect him to break the bank. As a lot of teams look at this kid as a 26-year-old, he's a top defensive player that can shoot three-pointers very well. So he is another guy the Boston Celtics have been riding uh, pretty cheap over the last couple of years. Yeah, well, that's the thing, and that, and that's why I said I think they're looking to make some of these moves because you have Crowder, you have Bradley, they're both pretty cheap. You also have uh, Marcus Smart. All three of those guys are going to be uh, – well, no, Crowder's still around, but uh, Bradley and Smart, I'm pretty sure, are both going to be free agents next year. So – you know, for the Celtics, it's not a big deal. They actually wouldn't mind trading one or both of them and then just kind of moving on from there. Like I said, Gordon Hayward could easily slide into that two, that, that shooting guard spot. I mean, Hayward at the shooting guard spot, and if they were able to keep Jay Crowder around, that's pretty impressive, especially if they could bring in like a Gasol. I mean, you'd be talking Isaiah Thomas, Gordon Hayward, Jay Crowder, you know, Al Horford, Marc Gasol. That is a very, very tough starting five right there. You know, it's interesting when you have a lot of these uh, coaches in the National Football League that have dual responsibilities, both as a general manager and a coach, and then all of a sudden taken away from a little bit. We'll talk about one of them, so stay tuned for Fantasy Freestyle right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Quarterback to receiver hookups, running back depth analysis, rookie values in dynasty leagues, deep sleepers, training camp battles. These are just a few of the in-depth features you will find inside the 2017 RotoExperts.com Exclusive Edge 
fantasy football package. Plus, you get a full year of in-season coverage as a bonus. Get the exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package now at rotoexperts.com. Enter free radio at checkout for your special discount. Take it easy. This is a song from back in the day. And of course, the day when the fantasy freestyle was still a young little thing in his mommy's tummy. And they wanted to come out and they wanted to show the world that he has dance jams like nobody else. And that's the days that we all remember. A young Dane Martinez. I like that guy. I think he's going to be something. And he actually is something. Yeah. That uh, that song you were singing right there is uh from Days to, the theme song and Days to Confuse. That's what I think of every time I hear uh, you know, that song, Low Rider. Yeah. Have you ever been da- dazed and confused? Quite often. I spent four and a half years of college because of it. Uh, there you have it. Right now, you have the San Diego and Cleveland game. It's interesting. The top of the second, Trevor Bauer is Trevor Bauer. He's got the bases loaded with only one out uh, because he's there. But he just struck out a batter. Now, I have the uh, thing that is always one of the worrisome things when you play fantasy, daily fantasy. I have a nothing-nothing game here, and I have Trevor Bauer, the pitcher. And now my punt play, Lewis Torrens, is up with the bases loaded against my pitcher. What do you root for here? <laughs> I would think since uh, it's crazy, right? You never know what to do in this situation. See, I always in those situations, I always root for my pitcher. And then I hope that my pitcher is out of the game by the sixth or seventh inning and that my hitter can get to my punt yes. hitter because it's usually a punt guy that you use, which Torrens was today because he was, what, like 2,300? I usually hope that my punt hitter goes yeah, yard twice yeah. off of the relief pitcher that they throw in there at the end. So that's that's usually the way I try to do it is, you know, I want him to get two at-bats in the seventh and the ninth inning, and I want him to go yard both times. What I don't want is, a, like, a hit-by-pitch, and, and, and this time you get an RBI, so it is a four-point play. Uh, but that that ain't worth it for me. For the, I either want... Uh, I don't know. I want him to go yard if he gets a hit. Well, technically, it's only a one-and-a-half point play because you would lose, what, .6 from your pitcher, and then you would lose two oh, yeah. for him giving a run-up. So in the overall scheme of things, yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah. only really worth like a point-and-a-half for it's you. A one... Yeah, that won't be good. That won't be good. But uh, Trevor Bauer got him out. Trevor Bauer's out of the inning. Uh, so all he did was elevate his pitch count, uh, but he's okay. He's out of that inning. So Trevor Bauer... He dances with wolves, baby. Yeah. Hey, you know what? This is the thing with these Trevor Bauer starts, and we talk about it all the time, is the guy's got strikeout upside, which you love, and that's going to be good. But he's also, he, it's an adventure when he's out there. He walks guys. He gives up home runs. I mean, you know, just check out his game logs, and you can tell why I said when we were talking on the lineup lock show that, you know, he's definitely a guy that I'll have some GPP exposure to, but I don't want any of them in cash because if you look, his upside game, 20-something, 25 points, you know, somewhere around there. But his downside game, you know, he winds up getting lit up for six or seven runs, doesn't even go five innings, and finishes with negative numbers. So you can't use a guy like that in cash, but if you get him on the right day, he can help you win the tournament. 
Right now, you can vote on Twitter, FNTSY Radio, FNTSY Radio, for the top fantasy sports movie and all time. Would it be Brian Song or Necessary Roughness? Brian Song has 64% of the vote. As it should. America has spoken. America has come back and said, hey, you know what? We go back and we watch some of the older movies. You know, Brian Piccolo, it's an underdog story, Tony. Everybody loves a good underdog story. Oh, I do too. Yeah, I, I watched that movie. That was a great I mean, that was a great movie. Uh Garrett Cole's picked up a couple strikeouts for people there and he's now in the positive, so um that's an underdog story. I like that one too. Oh god. You know, it's he's another one of those guys like Bauer. I mean, you look at the last five games for Garrett Cole. You know, we talked about this on lineup lock two. Seven runs, one run, one run, one run, seven runs. I mean, how do you sandwich three one-run gems over seven innings with decent strikeout numbers and low hit numbers in between two games where you get lit up for seven runs? Like, that just makes zero sense to me. I, I And that's... That's what drives me nuts about Garrett Cole. We all know the guy is a good pitcher. We all know that there is upside there. But it seems like this is what happens more often than not with him. It's like, you know, it's just so erratic that you can't, you know, you can't use any predictability with it. So you can't use a guy like that in cash. And, you know, I hate guys like that because you'll always have them on the wrong night. And it's like, you know, you throw them out there. It's the, the Phillies. You're like, oh, Phillies are horrible. You expect them to throw a gem. And then he gets lit up. And then he'll play like, I don't know, he'll play like the, like the Astros, as good as their lineup's been next week. And he'll throw like a seven-inning three-hitter with like one run allowed and six strikeouts. And you're like, you know, I, I can't even figure it out. It has nothing to do with anything other than, you know, some days he's on, some days he's off. There's really no rhyme or reason to it. I like when you talk about sandwiches. It makes me hungry. Yeah, I'm, to be honest, Tony, I'm on four straight hours on the radio right now. This, this is my fourth hour. I am starving right now. So I'm, I'm trying to get one of the waitresses' attention out here in Rock and Riley so I can put my order in now so that when the show's over, my food will be sitting there waiting for me already because I need to eat. I'm going to do four hours tonight, right? And my only concern is, like, during the commercial breaks, I have enough time to run downstairs and make coffee. I think I might need to make an investment. And actually put a coffee machine uh, in, 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 so I don't have to run downstairs anymore. You know what I'm going to do, Tony? I'm, I'm actually going to do one better for you, all right? So as an early birthday slash Christmas present, you know that they have those hats, the beer hats with like the, you know, the, you plug in the uh, the straws and then it comes <laughs> yeah. down? I'm going to get you a coffee maker one. So it's a little heavy, though. I mean, it's, you know, it's going to be a big hat here, but you're going to walk around with just a coffee maker on there and, you you know, just one of those little straws, so... You can just, you know, kind of take take sips in between that's when you need crazy. to. Yeah. I'm sure they have one. If I look hard enough, that, I'm that, sure that, I can find be, one. Uh, yeah. I'm sure. Right today. I mean, heck, that's the thing with modern uh, technology. We got a little bit of everything. So I got to ask you, the Kansas City Chiefs situation is a crazy uh, uh, thing. Andy Reid's one of those guys that have been around for a long time. And there's a lot of stories out there that he led to the demise of the uh, general manager uh, Mr. John Dorsey, and he had a role to kick him out. But the the Chiefs are going like out of their way to make sure that Andy Reid's not involved in bringing the new GM, and that they'll report to the owner Clark Hunt, uh, who's the son of Lamar Hunt, who put this whole thing together out in Kansas City, and one of the uh, guys that put the American Football League together there. What do you think about coaches that have the GM responsibility as well? Now, guys like Belichick. 
because the salary cap is so complex, there's always people in name in charge. But I think that you see the guys like Bill Belichick and those guys make all the final decisions. Do you think you could be successful there, or should you have uh, two different bodies in there, and then there are more people doing the work, uh, less room for error? See, I, here's the way that I kind of look at it, Tony. I, I mean, if you remember back in the day with Bill Parcells, Bill Parcells always said, like, you know, if you expect me to to yeah. make the dinner, you got to let me shop for the ingredients. You know, that was his thing, meaning, you know, if you want me to put a winning team out there for you guys, you got to let me go out there and get the players that I want and bring them in here so that I have the players I need to play the system that, that I want to play. And that was always his thing. But you actually hit on it in what you were saying when you were describing Belichick as well. There are a lot of complexities with contracts right now and just, you know, free agents and weird random rules on guys you can pick up and guys you can't talk to and guys you can talk to and, you know, the number of players and all these other things that are on a team. I I feel like you need somebody who is basically just doing that job. Like their job is the GM is to handle the contract side of things, the money side. But one thing that the Patriots do very well, and there's a couple other teams in the league that do it really well too, is you can't have one of these situations where your GM and your coach are not on the same page. I think that's what kills a lot of teams. Is Sometimes you'll have the coach that wants one thing and the GM wants another. If I'm a GM of a team and the coach and I are not on the same page, he's fired tomorrow. And I bring in somebody who is on the same page with me and somebody whose opinion I respect because you want different voices. You want different opinions. But at the end of the day, you want everybody doing what they're good at. If I'm the coach and I can tell, hey, last season we were so bad against the run on the left side that teams just kept running left against us because, you know, our linebackers and our DNs over there were horrible. Well, that's something that you need to make sure the GM understands so that when a draft comes around or when free agency comes around, he can go get you the kind of guys you need to to fix that problem. So that's why I think the two of them have to work hand in hand together because if you're not on the same page, you know, I hate these situations where you have, you know, like a guy like Jerry Jones was a big problem with this where, you know, he just goes out there and, and, and yeah. you know, makes draft picks without talking to the coach or anybody else in the organization. You know, he grabs guys that he wants because, well, I'm the owner and it's my team. Well, that's fine, but... You know, again, if everybody has to be working together, like that's the one thing that makes the Patriots so good. It's from Robert Kraft on down. Everybody in the organization has their job. Everybody in the organization knows what their job is, and everybody in the organization just does their job. From the players out on the field who are just doing what they need to do to everybody in the front office. You know, your job is you're the salary cap guy. You know, show me the different situations there. You're the talent evaluator. Go show me what you you know show me what you saw. What who are the guys that we're looking at? How do they fit into the team? If you don't have everybody on the same page, you run into problems. If everybody's on the same page, that's when you can build a winning franchise. So. I don't want the same guy having both of those jobs because I think coaching and being a GM are just so complex that no one person should be asked to do it all by themselves. But I think the bigger thing is that everybody's on the same page. So even if you have two separate guys in that role, they have to be working together if you're trying to build something, and they all have to be looking at the same vision and and buying into it. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, like the Patriots, everyone knowing their role, like, you don't have Bill Belichick deflating footballs. The equipment manager there for that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, that's you know, that's a little bit of a stretch to it, but you you know what I'm saying is like you know, Belichick Belichick <laughs> yeah. understands the X's and O's of the game, and he can say to 
the GM, you know, this is the kind of player that we need. Who, who's out there that fits into the salary? But I don't want Bill Belichick sitting down and crunching numbers and, and, and trying to figure out, you know, exactly how much we need to offer this guy based on the word that, you know, you're hearing from other teams on that are in the sweepstakes to get him and stuff like that. Like, you should have somebody who's doing that anyway. You should have a guy whose job is to know what other guys are worth and what guys are being offered by other teams so you can make the best offer to him. Belichick's job should be doing what he does best, watching game film, making game plans, and you know, going out there and winning football games. That's what it's all about. It's all about getting the W's, getting the wins, and we help people do that in fantasy. Uh, if you haven't checked out the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, fntsy.com slash radio. Uh, and you also right now can go to rotoexperts.com, get the exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package. That will make you a winner, and that's what it's all about because we have to keep winning because our job as uh, fantasy football players are to be good parents and have great fantasy football players grow up in the future. And if they look at their dad and their dad's not getting it done, it discourages them, and then they stop playing video games. Yeah, we don't want that because then they turn into mindless zombies and then they drop out of school. And then you know, it's it's just it's a, it's a vicious cycle. We don't want to go down that road. No, we're doing everything we can to uh, make America great again, uh, one kid at a time, and we get those kids playing uh, fantasy uh, football and fantasy baseball, and of course all the daily fantasy sports. Uh, Brian Song now leading necessary roughness, fifty-seven to forty-three percent, as we've had Mid America reporting now. And you know how those mid-Americans can sweep an election and change things. Uh, so this one will be tough. Yeah, I, I hope there's no hanging chads or uh, fake news that goes along with this one. We want a clean election here, people. No complaints, no arguments, and, you know, let Brian's song move on as it should. Coming up, the dramatic conclusion, fantasy freestyle. Don't go anywhere. fantasy nerds here's a question for you what do mozzarella sticks and the fantasy sports radio network have in common they're both awesome apps but seriously download the fantasy sports radio network app right now and get all your favorite shows and fantasy advice at the touch of a tiny icon on your screen snapchat and instagram aren't going to help you win a fantasy football title but the fantasy sports radio network app will so go get it now on google play and itunes Welcome back. Fantasy Freestyle right here. Dane Martinez out. Fanny Ricciotti, Tony Cicada in. And uh, we had a guy on hold, and uh, I didn't get to him. He wanted to ask about Andrew Moore. Here's what I think of Andrew Moore. Andrew Moore is a decent pitcher with decent minor league numbers. The problem is he doesn't strike out a lot of batters. And then, of course, if you're playing fantasy and you have a pitcher, if you don't get saves, he's down to a four-category pitcher. If you don't get strikeouts, he's down to a three-category pitcher. The way balls are flying out at a record pace, if you don't strike people out, you got to worry about the ERA and whip. So I think this guy is basically a spot starter. Yeah, I would, I would kind of agree with that. I mean, you're basically only going to use him if it's a, a very good matchup, and you know that's about it. And guys like that, they're streaming guys to me if we're talking about season-long fantasy here. Those are guys that you pick up and drop based on the matchup if you need somebody to start. And other than that, don't waste a roster spot on them. 
Now, coming up next is Red Heat and Rage, Gabriel Morency, and, of course, uh, these guys are going to go crazy in Cam Stewart. Last night, we didn't get to find out how their horse did. I, did, I forgot to look it up I, uh, last night that the horse made the debut. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I actually did look it up. He was... Uh, he ran okay, but he was blocked behind the wall of horses, and then he kind of made a little bit of a late move there. So he looked all right out there on the, on the racetrack, but it wasn't a very good trip for them, as the horse racing guys say. So Fire the jockey. Jockey, you're fired. If Donald Trump was the owner, he'd be fired. And Gabriel Morrissey's a lot like Donald Trump, so I think Donald, Donald Trump will say, you're fired. Gabriel Morrissey's going to fire the jockey. So you're going to have to tune into Red Heat and Rage tonight because I think we're going to have a jockey. I think if, you, if you're a jockey and you happen to be listening to the show, you could be hired tonight. Yeah, so there you go. Make sure you call in. Uh, you know, We'll give you the number during the show, and you guys can do what you got to do. Yeah. If you're an out-of-work jockey, 844-843-6879, 844-843-6879, tell them you'll never let anyone block your horse. Your horse will be in the greatest care in the world. You're a front runner, and you know how to run out front, and you'll absolutely get it done. We'll be getting it done tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, American Forces Radio and Sports Byline. So stay tuned. Coming up on the Fantasy Sports Network is Red Heat and Rage with Gabe Morrency and, of course, Cam Stewart. We'll see you tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Eastern.